what came to mind, what God evoked inside of you. So knowing that we're less interested in interpreting in it, but we're more interested in how it's reading us, what it's saying to us, what what God evoked inside of you as you as you watch this. Fran, yeah, please. Everyone was happier once they shared. Everyone was happier once they shared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wilma. That the, the child, the, the children were front and center for you was the the beautiful thing, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, once they started eating, there just appeared to be more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of that? Lots of leftovers. There were lots of leftovers. Yeah. Yeah, and in, in one of the Bible stories, it says that there were 12 big baskets full of leftovers after all 5,000 people finished the food. Yeah, it's crazy. What else came up for us? What questions, what images did it evoke? Yeah, please. Sorry, sorry, say that again. Big, how enormous, how incredible it seems. God can find a way, and He will find a yeah. way to break down all the barriers. Yeah, no matter how big the challenge or obstacle may be, God always finds a way to, to work wonders and break down the barriers. Yeah, yeah, beautiful takeaway. Thank you. Yes, Irene. Yeah. Yeah, so trusting that whatever we give, no matter how small it is, that God can do something with that and that can be enough if we, if we share it. Yeah, thank you. It is a very childlike thing that we see. Yeah, that, that, that just that automatic response of let's give. Yeah. What else came up? Barry. If people are fed, they get happy and they get along. Yeah. I'm sure all of us who have raised kids know that feeling. Or when you get hangry, just eat something and it's a bit better. Anything? Yeah, Andy. The one thing I remember is from a geography class back in first year university. Nearly everything there is enough of. Distribution that is ah. a problem. So it's, it's not a question of whether there's enough. It's a question of distribution. Yeah, and that opens up a whole justice issue that this Bible story gives us for sure. Ah, thank you, Jesse. Was there one more over here? Anne. Yeah, so trusting in it a little bit that it will grow and become abundant. Yeah, I think they did such a great job capturing the adults' uh, cynicism. And they're laughing at the kids like, oh, it's just, was it five loaves and two pieces of fish? And they're all snickering. But Jesus, as always, he sees something. 
And it's interesting, too, at what point did, in the illustrated one, did color enter the picture? When did the kids get colored in? Yeah, Jesus was colored in, the two kids were colored in. At what point did the kids get colored in? When they decided to give. Yeah, there's something about giving that makes us, and that, that attitude and posture that makes us come fully alive, isn't there? Yeah, it's just a, a beautiful story. When I was in, I was in D.C. last week for a, a preaching conference. Um, it was called the Festival of Homiletics. Um, just such a pretentious name, I love it. Um, and it was a really an amazing week of listening to some of the, the best preachers in North America come and talk about uh, politics and preaching, and just encouraging and inspiring fellow preachers to go out and, and do their work and how important that job is. So thank you for the ability to go and attend that. Uh, but one of the speakers was a well-known preaching professor. Her name's Anna Carter Florence, and she's amazing. And one of the tips that she gave preachers that week was something I learned back in seminary but forgot all about it. And she reminded us that, you know, those days were on Saturday nights, and you're staring at your computer screen, and you're just like shrugging your shoulders, and you've got like, I've got nothing. Here's something you can do, she said. Look at the Bible story, and pay attention to the verbs, and preach on the verbs that you see in the Bible story. And I had forgotten all about that, so on the way home, knowing we were going to spend some time with this story today, I went back in the story and read throughout it, and one verb out of all the verbs stood out. And I think it's the most important verb in the entire story. And I think it unlocks one of the meanings we can take away from this. And that verb is saw. Jesus looked out and he saw the crowds. And it stood out because I think everything that happens in this story, all the amazing stuff that we've just pointed out, the healings and all the abundance of the food appearing, is all because Jesus saw the crowds. Because the thing is, you know, when the disciples were kind of going, burr, 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 doing that Muppets kind of voice to Jesus, what one of the Bible stories tells us is that they're saying to Jesus, Ah, oh, Jesus, it's late. We don't have any food. It costs $10,000 to feed all these people. Let's send them home so they can get some food and we can go and, and rest and hang out. And what does Jesus say? Because he could have said, you're right, let's go. And we'll leave everyone here to fend for themselves. But does he do that? No, he doesn't. You're right. And why doesn't he do that? Because he saw the crowds. He saw that these people had traveled far distances to hear him talk, and they were tired and they were hungry. He saw that they were in the middle of nowhere and they couldn't fend for themselves. And he saw that they were people too. People with a very very important need. And that's why Jesus said to the disciples, well, you go and feed them. And maybe that's one way of understanding one of the miracles that took place in this story, because I think there's a few. Jesus saw the people, which in turn made that small boy and girl see the people, which in turn made the disciples see the people, which in turn made the other people see everyone else not as animals, not as other, not as enemies, not as competitors, but as people, just like themselves, people who are tired and hungry and in need. And because of that, 
they shared what they had. And because they shared, and because they saw, everyone was able to get enough. And the miracle is that everyone chose to see one another. Not as enemies, not as competitors, but truly as human beings who have a need that they could actually meet. And maybe today that's one of the takeaways for us this morning. That the first step to generosity, the first step to being compassionate people, is learning how to see one another. And so as we go into the rest of the service, let's sit with that for a little bit. That the one thing that Jesus calls us to do is learn how to see one another. Because it's not an easy thing to do, is it? It means looking beyond your own needs. It, looks, it means looking past biases and labels and learning to see people just as they are, as fellow human beings with similar needs, with similar needs. So knowing this is what God calls us to do, let's sit with that call to be people who see one another. And because they see, become people of generosity and compassion. So this time is for you. Let's take some time to ask ourselves, what do you each need to do in order to see people? What gets in the way of seeing each other as they truly are? And how can we be more generous with what we have? So this time is for us. It's a time for us to ask God for the grace and the strength to be people who see and because they see, move to act with generosity and compassion. So take the time to sit, to reflect, to breathe, to pray, to receive a blessing, to light a candle. And may the grace of Christ be with you.